second episode on the series on incentive policies by EY India Insights podcast. I am your host Kanchan, director in EY India's indirect tax practice. Last time we talked about the intricacies of Maharashtra IT ITS policy 2023 and why it is such a game changer for the IT industry in Maharashtra. Today we want to discuss the state incentives available to tourism units. We would also want to cover a comparative landscape of the incentives available to this sector across states for the audience. Tourism is an important sector and thus multiple states have sector specific policies around it. These include incentives, ease of doing business measures, simplified regulatory measures and so on. To discuss this topic in depth, we have our subject matter expert Bhavesh Thakkar with us. Bhavesh is our indirect tax partner in EY India with a special focus on incentives and subsidies. He has assisted almost 200 plus entities in obtaining incentives across various sectors in India. Welcome Bhavesh, thanks for being on the podcast again. Yeah, thank you Kanchan and good morning. It's great uh, great to be back here. Uh, so to start off with our tourism sector related discussion, can we talk a little bit about uh, the focus placed on the tourism industry, specifically by different state governments? Yes, certainly. So the tourism sector is one of the focus areas from state governments and rightly so because it has a high potential for employment generation and also the earnings in foreign exchange it can generate. So this is apparent through the tourism specific policies announced as well as its classification as a thrust sector in many of the states. That's indeed a positive for investors in this sector. So who all can avail these incentives for tourism sector? So the eligible units or entities for tourism incentives includes hotels, resorts, health farms and wellness centers, film tourism, and also newer sectors like wildlife and desert tourism, amusement and water parks, etc. So the type of activities are specified under the respective policies of the state governments. Also, any kind of setup like partnership firms, private limited companies, or even proprietorship would be eligible to apply under the policy. Yeah. So what, what that means is a variety of activities can be eligible for incentives. Okay, okay. And just to add over here that uh, the incentives are not restricted to just the new tourism ventures. So existing units are also eligible to apply for incentives for any expansions that they undertake provided that they meet the specified conditions in the policy. Oh, that's very inclusive and shows the broad perspective state governments are showing towards this sector. Uh, can you throw some light on the kind of incentives that are available? Yes, the availability and quantum of such incentives varies across the country. So states mostly offer either a capital subsidy or a SGST reimbursement. Certain states also offer a turnover-based subsidy. Now, states like Karnataka, Gujarat, and Madhya Pradesh offer a percentage-based capital subsidy on fixed capital investment that usually varies between 15 to 25%, depending on the kind of tourism activity. This is a straight cash back based on the actual eligible capital expenditure incurred within the slit time period. Moving to SGST, Maharashtra offers a 50 to 100% net SGST reimbursement for 10-20 years based on the location and size of the investment. The advantage to tourism sector is that 100% of the end consumption 
would happen in the state, allowing for a higher SGST incentive claim. And the states offered offering turnover-based subsidies, grant incentives as a percentage of the turnover specified in the audited financial statements, capped to a fixed percentage of the project cost. So that's good. So uh, overall, the benefits we can see are capital subsidy and tax link subsidy. So are there any other incentives in, in addition to these? Yes, indeed. So other incentives are usually expenditure link incentives such as stamp duty exemption on lease or purchase of land or building and electricity duty exemption for a specified period or say an employment training cross reimbursement. Again, these vary from state to state. So together, these incentives result in a positive cash flow support during the investment life cycle. Absolutely. So are these in, uh, incentives influenced by any specific factors? So yeah, Kanchan, that's a great question. Usually incentives are influenced by two primary factors. One would be location and the size of the investment. Now, location is an important aspect of policies like Maharashtra and Karnataka. So these policies divide the state's areas into multiple zones based on the level of development. Lower the development in the zone, higher would be the incentive content. As for the size of the investment, any investment may be small or large would be eligible for incentives. The incentives quantum would be different as per the size of investments. Okay, which means that uh, this is similar to most incentive policies that we see. Um, are there any other key parameters considered while evaluating any investment? So yes, there are usually two other conditions for investors. First is a local employment condition mandating a specified percentage of the total workforce to be state domiciled. And second condition talks about the operative period, the minimum number of years a unit has to operate to avail and retain those incentives. Some states may also offer a tailor-made incentive to very large projects as per employment potential, project contribution to the state exchequer, etc. on a case-on-case -case basis. Okay, that means the investors have multiple aspects to look at. Um, can you walk us through what kind of procedures are involved while applying for these incentives? So the first thing is the policy applicability, and it will be decided on the basis of effective steps, such as effective possession of land and registration of the entity. So this is completed before filing the initial application. Each state will have its own incentive process flow with the following key steps. So generally, there is a concept of an initial application, a final application, and an application for refunds. These applications are filed within the policy implementation agency will review and validate them and conduct physical verification of the project premises as necessary. It's important to note that if the timelines are not adhered to, it may directly impact the availment of incentives. Oh, that means applying at the right juncture is the most important thing. Absolutely, Kanchan. Okay, so any concluding remarks? What are the aspects that may easily get missed out or, you know? So probably Kanchan, to summarize, firstly, we have seen that with other sectors such as manufacturing, the awareness levels of policies and incentives available is much higher than it is for the tourism sector. So due to this, most of the projects missed out on the available incentives. And with the capital and other subsidies that we discussed earlier, an investor can back get back 25 to 100% of the project cost as subsidies. Investors can also consider a state-wise comparison of policy terms and benefits before the investment decision to maximize the incentive potential. Additionally, entities can file customized applications for large investments, qualifying mega projects criteria by way of negotiations with the respective state authorities. And lastly, 
the key point to note is timeline. Investors should file the application to avail the incentive before the timeline is defined in the policies and reap the benefits available. Thank you, Bhavish. So that has surely given our listeners a lot to think about when it comes to investment in tourism industry. And they may even reach out to us for any clarifications. I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to be here today and providing your thoughts. Thanks. Thanks to you as well, Kanchan, for being a great host. So with that, we have come to the end of this episode. There are other episodes in the pipeline that will focus on other sector-specific incentives. Please do let us know in case you want to hear about a specific topic. Thank you for listening in and this is Kanchan signing off. Mm-hmm.